Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What is up, everybody? Welcome into this Tuesday episode of Flippin' Bats. We got a jam-packed episode. Panic or patience? Alex is going to give me a few teams, and I'm going to say whether it's time to panic or to be a little more patient. Name that team is coming as well, as well as Honesty Hour. Fernando Tatis is back any day, and I've got some words to say about him. This one's going to be a blast. Let's get to it. What is up, my friends? We have a lot to talk about today. Now, normally, Tuesday, this episode is the This Week in Shohei Otani news episode. However, this episode will not have it. It will be released as a bonus podcast in just a little while, still today on Tuesday. So be on the lookout for that as well. But Alex, we have still a lot to talk about today. Oh, we have so much to talk about. And a fun new segment that we're doing. You mentioned it in the open. The Panic or patience. We do. You know who you know who's panicking a little bit this year? My mom. Why? Let me explain. Okay. Mom, as you know, Alex, this show is love your mom. very positive. Yeah. My my goal is to grow the game of baseball, right? To talk about it, to talk about the game's best players, to talk about everything that's going on positively in the sport. But my mom, for the past couple of weeks, has been hitting me up saying, hey, I have a new show segment idea. I have a segment idea. And they're all negative. <laughs> I'm like, Mom. Do you share some of them. Share oh, some I of got them all yeah, for yeah, you. Yeah. One, she does not like player interviews during the games, in the dugouts. Not a fan. Oh. Even went on to say, even if it was Justin, I would not like it. Doesn't want player in-game interviews in the dugout or on the field, like live interviews. Doesn't like it. Another one, patches on the jerseys. Hates it. Hates it. <laughs> she said this the other day. I got a text literally 10 minutes ago. We just started right before we started recording. Yeah. She said, and I quote, the patch on the Mets sleeve is driving me crazy. Can't you do something about this? Start a movement. Discussion, please. It's a distraction. <laughs> well, there you go. You just gave her what she wanted. There we go. Mom, now everybody knows. Now everybody knows. That's hilarious. So, yeah, it's, I said the other day, yeah. I was like, Mom, this doesn't really fit with the theme. You know, I'm pretty much just talk a lot about the really good things going on and whatever needs to be talked about. And she's like, well, this needs to be talked about. Also, like, her first complaint, like, that was, like, my whole career in life for 10 years. Was, oh, player interviews during, this is new, That's new, but on the field, post-game. No, no, that's all, no, uh no. Yeah, well, that's what she actually says. Get Alex out of here. (laughs) Get out of here. No, not the the post-game interviews, but, like, the what we've started to see. I like like it. She actually used Manny Machado, for instance, the other day. He was, like, standing at third during a game, and they're they're in his ear doing an interview during while he's out in the field, and she's like, I think that's distracting for them. I was like, well. Trying to grow the great, trying to grow the game here, mom. Yeah, trying to do a few different things. And we saw it during like the All Star game is like where we kind of got that first taste, and yeah. now they're adapting it. I'm into it. <laughs> I love my mom. What a great! It's just great. it is. I love it. So she 
is panicking. Okay. But you mentioned panic or patience. Yep. And that's our new segment. So uh, we got, what, six teams? Alex One, two, is going to give three, me four, these five, teams yep. and tell me whether it's time to, to panic or be patient. So who do we got first? Alex? Yeah. We're starting with the White Sox. Are you panicking or be patient? Um, let, let me start by saying I'm I'm very much so – I'm going to err on the side of be a little patient on okay. we're what we're not even 20 games into the year. So I'm going to err on that side. Typically yeah. I probably will panic about a few of these, okay. but with the white Sox, I'm going to say, be patient. I was higher on the white Sox than most. If we all remember, I picked them to win the AL central. I believe they are very talented and very slow start to the year. They're six and 10 dealing with some injuries, not great play. I My answer for the White Sox is be patient. They're very talented. I think they can get right back there in it with the other teams in the division, Twins and Guardians. All right. Moving on to the other Sox, the Red Sox. We panicking or just be a little patient? No, I'm panicking here. Really? Here's why. They're 500, right? They're 8-8. Eight yeah. eight. But I watched them very closely in that series against the Rays where the Rays hadn't yet lost. Right. Yeah. And they, but the Red Sox were destroyed in every facet of the game. That series, they were exposed in that series. Now they did go on to win a home series against the angels in pretty dominant fashion. But the reason I'm saying panic is because who are they better than in the AL East? Are they better than the Yankees? Are they better than the Blue Jays? Are they better than the Rays? Are they better than the Orioles? No. I don't think no. so. And they're not playing like they are. So my, I had to believe this year for the Red Sox to really compete, they needed to get out to an early, to a great start. And really, once, once you have a good start, momentum builds. And then next thing you know, people are starting to talk about you as like, well, this team could be a surprise. Like so far in the year – I, the Cubs and the way people are talking about the Cubs, yeah. right? Getting out to that hot start, and then it becomes, well, this team might might be able to do something. Mm -hmm. But sitting at 500, getting dominated by teams in your division, not really being better than any team in your division on the surface or on paper, that to me says it's you got to panic about this team. I'm not super high on the Red Sox. All right, moving on to the Astros. Are we panicking or being patient? Because they've been flirting with the top three spot kind of this first, like, three weeks of the season. Come on. Man, be patient. The Astros are my World Series pick this year, and we're, what, a few games into the year. We're not even 20 games in. 16, 17 games in, around there. Be patient. The Astros over the last couple of years have gotten off to a few slower starts and end up, 100% of the time, at least in the ALCS, if not in the World Series, the Astros will be fine. This is probably going to be the easiest answer of all. Be patient. Okay. Be patient. Now we're sticking in the, the AL West. The Mariners. I mean, the AL West is pretty tight between yeah. everybody except the A's right now. And the Mariners, <laughs> like, everyone just keeps shuffling every single day of where they are in the order. Yeah, be patient with them. They're 8-8. Eight and eight. Is that the start they expected? No. But have we seen flashes of them being good? Yeah, absolutely. I don't think their offense has has scratched the surface of where they can be. And I say be patient because with the pitching rotation of Castillo and Gilbert and Robbie Ray and you know the names that they and George Kirby, they're going to be fine. And offensively, they added Teoscar Hernandez, pairing him with Julio Rodriguez. 
I think the Mariners are a playoff team. I don't think an eight and eight start is enough for any to, anybody to push the panic button. So when it comes to the Mariners, just be patient. All right. Our next team, the Cardinals. Are we panicking? Are we being patient? Because they're under 500 right now. Yeah. They're under 500. This is a tough one. I'm going to, they're seven and nine. I'm going to say be patient with them. I did pick them to win the NL Central. However, yeah. Not because of I, – I wouldn't change that based on how the Cardinals are doing because, again, I don't really love pushing the panic button super early in the year. But if I changed it, it would be because the twin – or the, the Brewers yeah. look to be elite. And we saw what they did over the weekend going to San Diego and taking three of four from the Padres. The Brewers are legit. And the additions they made to the offense – um, both with additions they made as well as young rookies making a big difference on this team. I really like the Brewers, but be patient with the Cardinals. Their offense is very good. Jordan Walker is a is going to be a star in this league, I think, and um, they were dealing with some injuries early. I'm saying be patient with them. Okay. One more team. We're heading back to the AL West, the Angels, and we know this season is a make-or-break for Shohei Otani, who's a free agent at the end of the year. So are we panicking right now, or are we being patient? Oh, we're panicking. Right? If you're an Angels fan, you, you got to be panicking all year long. There's no there's no way – there's no wiggle room here. Mm -hmm. And, yes, they're 7-8, they're and eight, not a great start to the year, not a terrible start. So I'm not saying panic because, oh, my gosh, they're 7-8. and eight. No, no, no. We're panicking because you need to panic all year long because if you're not good, you're going to lose Shohei Otani. That's why you're panicking. And if you're an Angels fan, I, I, I think everybody is probably in agreement here. This is a do-or-die year, mm -hmm. a make-or-break year. Every single game matters because if you're not winning, the entire organization and entire franchise could be shaked up forever. And it could be – this is the big <laughs> – this is, if not the biggest, this is, I think it is. I think this is the biggest first half in Angels history. That's why we're panicking. Yeah. Every game is vital because if you're not good at the trade deadline, you have to get something for Shohei. And I, I don't know what's going to happen. I think, I think ultimately Shohei wants to win on the Angels. If he could have his cake and eat it too, it's be on the Angels and win. But we've, we've seen him talk about, I want to win that's the goal so if the angels are going to continue to prove for his entire career again this year that they're not going to win then i believe shohei is going to move on so if you're below 500 at the trade deadline or 10 games out of a playoff spot you gotta get something for shohei knowing he's probably gonna leave so you're panicking because if you're not in contention at the trade deadline Everybody, or a lot of people's favorite player and the greatest talent the game has seen, Shohei Otani, will be gone. So panic for the Angels. Which is so crazy because the entire franchise would change. Yeah. When you walk into that stadium, it's all Japanese advertising now. It's a completely new fan base. Like, everything around it. And then what if you, like, take that chance of, like, no, we believe we can do it. Let's keep him and not trade him if you're, like, just on the cusp there yeah like how close do you have to be to say no nah, okay we don't believe in this team anymore so we got to trade him to get something because then you're telling your guys we don't believe in you we don't think you can do it it is such it's such an 
hard and intense, intense situation. And just, yeah, this is. Whew. I, I think you got to be. You got to win. If you're the Angels, you got to be pretty far out of it to to trade him. Yeah. I don't think it's like. I think if there is even a a pipe dream that they have a chance to make the playoffs, I think they keep him and try. Because, mm -hmm. man, the value that Shohei is to that franchise and that mm -hmm. organization is more valuable than the pieces you could get in return that yep. could potentially change around the entire franchise forever. I acknowledge that, but the value he has there, you can't talk enough about. So uh, panic. And when I think of the angels this year and the fan base, I like to imagine the gif of everybody just screaming and running around and like on edge, that should be angels fans all year, all yeah. year long. That was, that was some honesty right there. Yeah. And that leads us right into honest hour. Oh, I see yeah. what you did there. Mm -hmm. That was good. We got a big name coming back this week. We do. Fernando Tatis Jr. is coming back. So new segment this year, Honesty Hour. We've been doing it a couple times now, and it's kind of all over the place. It's just, you know, for a couple of minutes, we need to get ourselves in the trust tree mm -hmm. and talk about something that we have on our chest, whether it's good, bad, ugly, none of the above. But this week, it's Fernando Tatis Jr., and what I want to say about Fernando, well, let's start by saying Fernando Tatis is due to make his return on Thursday. Fernando Tatis Jr. returns on Thursday. Honesty hour here. I believe Fernando Tatis comes back and is an MVP form. I think he comes back as an MVP caliber player. And I want to start by saying I... I don't condone or like what Fernando Tatis Jr. did. Obviously, he's suspended for a banned substance abuse and ended up on this suspension. That's why he's currently on the comeback trail and playing in the minor leagues. I don't condone that by any means. However, I am excited about him coming back. I've been very vocal about the fact that Fernando Tatis was immature and needed to grow up, grow up on the field, grow up off the field. A decision like he made that got him suspended in the first place was an immature decision. A decision of riding motorcycles in the off season and getting hurt was an immature decision. So now we hope that he's grown up during this span, right? That he understands that he was wrong, which I believe he does, which he understands he can't do certain things in the off season, which I believe he, I'm hopeful that he now understands. But we have now seen Fernando Tatis rehabbing or getting ready to play this season. He's been in the minor leagues. And what he has done in the minor leagues Ooh. is nothing short of remarkable. And I don't care who he's playing against. I would also add, everybody wants to point to, well, he's playing in AAA. I don't care. These are big leaguers, ex-big leaguers, dominant guys with good stuff that haven't figured it out yet. Triple-A pitchers are disgusting, and Fernando Tatis Jr. in the minor leagues so far, in 42 at-bats, he's batting five or 32 at-bats, batting 531, <laughs> and he's 10 for his last 11 with six home runs in three games. Yeah. 10 for 11, six home runs in three games. This guy, as I talked about before, is an MVP caliber player. And I believe he's going to come back as an MVP caliber player. 
I really do. And I also think it's important to note here that Fernando, when he was a rookie and, and signed his big deal and was a player that was arguably becoming one of the faces of baseball, was not taking steroids. The success that we've seen from Fernando Tatis Jr. in his career was not due to taking performance-enhancing drugs. What happened after his injury and when he was trying to work his way back from his injury last year to get on the team for the Padres' playoff push, that's when he was popped for taking steroids, which says to me he's trying to recover faster and trying to get back for his team, which was wrong. Okay, it was wrong. However, you're tested at all times. It's not like a couple of years ago when he was on top of the world and dominating and hitting three homers in a game in Dodger Stadium. Like he was on steroids. So let's not think, well, he's going to be back. Will he be the same player without steroids? Don't think of it that way. Fernando Tatis will be back. I'm hopeful he's matured. I'm hopeful he's learned his lesson. And I'm hopeful we get the dominant young superstar that we've seen in the past from Fernando Tatis. See, I love this because I don't know if you remember, but when we did our preseason preview shows, I picked Fernando Tatis Jr. as my MVP favorite. And I said, I feel like he's going to, I feel like you have to at this point to have reflected over your last two situations, right? I mean, there's been enough. Yeah. There was like the injury and then you got in trouble for for cheating yeah, basically you can't, you can't, do, can't that. do that he those did, are like two did. of the he worst things you could have done okay yep. and you got you had it all and you got it taken away from you and i feel like sometimes someone like that you got to learn hard you got to hit rock bottom to then come back up and say i had it all i want to be back on top again and he's such a talented player he was making baseball fun he was the energy that he brought to the game when he was in the MVP conversation a couple of years ago, I just, I love to see this. I also love giving people second chances. Yeah. And I, like you, I really hope that he learned from this. He's matured. And I mean, he, he looks incredible. So it's. He does. And it, he did, he did cheat. And again, yeah. I don't condone what he did. And I, I hate, I hate steroids and people that use them and I and the reason I am so passionate about it is because I was playing professionally and I could see the guys in the locker room mm -hmm. you you know oh yeah and it's an unfair advantage it is so as a guy that's trying to make it to the highest level on a team with people that are also doing it I've just I I despise steroids and the way I would I would never do it and it's hard for me to get around with people that do. Um, but as you said, second chances are important. Mm -hmm. And I'm just hopeful. Let's not forget how young Fernando Tatis still is and was when he was making those poor decisions. And I'm hopeful he comes back and turns a corner and becomes one of the best players in the yeah. game of baseball. He did his time. Yep. Uh, but dominating. Dominating yeah. in the minor leagues. By the way, that was another, um, that was another thing – you remember the thing with his mom when he hit that homer the yeah, other the day picture. and his mom went on social media? Yeah. My mom also texted me about that and was like, aren't you glad <laughs> I didn't used to do things like that? Uh, mom, Mom's an avid listener of the show. Got to give her, we, we love give her some love there. Um, okay. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, 
Right now, you can save $20 on the Steel MS-162 or MS-170 Chainsaw. Real Steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Let's move on now to some name that team, Alex. And I am a bit nervous this week, might I add, because whenever I'm told I won't do well, I typically do very well. Yeah. And when I'm told, oh, you're going to get these, I typically struggle a little more. And I was told I'm going to do well. So, oh, um, so they're in your head. Yeah, they're in my head. So Alex, take <laughs> it away. What are, we, what are we in for here? So we're still working our way through the outfield. Okay. Okay. I'm going to give you either the school high school or college that the player was drafted out of or the country that they signed out of. Are you ready? I'm ready. For team number one, left field, University of Cincinnati, center field, high school in Arizona, and right field, Japan. Name that team. Cincinnati, Arizona, Japan. Is this the Chicago Cubs? Yeah. Yes. All right, one for one. Okay. Hey. They're not rent-free in your head. Everything's fine. Well, high school Arizona. Yeah. Delhi and yeah. right field Japan. That's where I thought. I was like, he's going to get Suzuki. it. Yeah. 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 All right, that okay. was a good one. Ready? Okay, one for one. Okay. Whew. Team number two. You ready? Yep. All right. Team number two. Left field, Cuba. Center field, Millersville University of Pennsylvania, right field, high school, Florida. Name that team. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. It's the Astros. Yeah, I know. I was like. Um, Jordan, Chaz McCormick, Kyle Tucker. Yeah. Yeah. That was a quick one. Yeah. I, I saw it in your eyes. The moment yeah. I looked up, I was like, oh, yeah. he knows. Yeah, I knew it. Yeah. Which one gave it away? Well, I know, I'm good friends with Kyle. Oh. So when I got there, so I, but high school in Florida doesn't give it away. Right, okay. because a lot of guys are out of it's high true. school, Florida. But you see, left field Cuba, and then I couldn't have named you Chaz McCormick's college, but I knew it wasn't a big. It was like a. I knew it was like a smaller yeah. school. So then okay. I, the three of them combined. All right, all right, uh, two for so two. Two for two. What we have? We have one, one more. One more. All right. Ready? Yeah. <clears throat> Team number three, left field out of high school in Wisconsin. Center field and right field, both out of the Dominican Republic. Name mm. that team. Left field, high school in Wisconsin. Center field, Dominican, right field, Dominican. High school, Wisconsin. I think that's, I think that's Jared Kelnick. I'm gonna go. Seattle Mariners, Jared Kelnick, Julio Rodriguez, Teoscar Hernandez. Yes! 100%. Woo! A plus. You aced it today. That was good. That was I great. feel good about that. I feel good about this week. Yeah. You should. Three for three. three that for three. one. They knew. That one I had to think through the first few. I, yeah. Yeah. That's that was good. good. That was yeah. good. All right. That does not. Normally, we finish the show with Name That Team. No. Not this time. We got some Twitter questions. Whenever you have a question, just tweet at us. The Flippin' Bats Pod Twitter account will often tweet out. You never know when it's going to happen. But when it does and you got questions, just respond, and there's a good chance that your question could end up on the show. So we have some Twitter questions today. I do. You ready? 
I think so, yeah. Okay, the first one comes from Tony. Okay. And he asks, can Justin Turner do enough to keep Boston competitive offensively until Duval gets back? Yeah, I, I worry about that. And and what the Red Sox offense needed to have a chance this year was a guy like Adam Duvall doing yeah. what Adam Duvall did, right? Like it, the team didn't jump off the paper as saying, this is a playoff team. So what you needed was somebody to have an MVP type year out of nowhere, like Adam Duvall was having. Now, Justin Turner hit a homer on Sunday. Like he, he has the potential to make the lineup better, but is it enough to be a playoff team or a contender down the stretch I think maybe they can contend, but I, I don't think they're a playoff team. I would say I would say no, and the loss of Duvall was massive for them. Mm -hmm. All right. Question number two okay. comes from Connor. Do y'all think Mauricio Dubon is legit, or is he just having a lucky start? I love Mauricio Dubon. I played against him in the minor leagues. Um, this is hard. You know, like, this is hard to say. I, I want to say he's legit, and I want to say we're seeing a player finally – come into his own and become a good major leaguer. And I think he, I, I think he absolutely can be. So I would say, sure. I, I think he's a legit player. Do I think he's like a, a like a perennial all-star type player? No. I, I, do I think he makes the all-star game this year? Probably not. But all you want for him to be is a really good role player that can play anywhere you want on the field. And he absolutely can do that. Um, but whenever I think Mauricio Dubon, this is a, a funny story about him. We played each other in the minor leagues when he was in the Red Sox organization. And I didn't find this out until last year, right? He gets moved to the, the Astros, pick him up. Mm -hmm. And I end up seeing him in the playoffs. And we go up to each other. We're talking for a while, reconvene. Obviously, we played against each other in the minors. So you get to know each other. Yeah. And we were in the same division. So we played against each other all the time. And he goes, after like a couple of seconds of talking, he goes, hey, do you remember – that one game you slid into second pretty hard and like slid into like slid into me and I was hurt. And I was like, yeah, I do remember that. I felt bad. He's like, yeah, I know you like got up and we're like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I remember that very well. And he pulls up his sleeve and he has a big scar on his arm oh, from where I slid into his arm and no. spiked him in the arm. Cleats up? Yeah. Well, it wasn't cleat, but yeah, he yeah. went down to tag got and it. it was like, okay, okay. I spiked him right in the arm and he has a big scar. So I didn't know this until he told me, but apparently when he got moved, when he ended up with the Astros, like one of the first things he did was went up to Justin and he was like, Hey, by the way, I have this scar and your brother's the one that gave it to me. Tell him thanks. <laughs> and then we end up seeing each other like a couple of weeks after that. It was really funny. So, but every time I hear his name or see him on TV, I'm like, sorry, Ooh, man, Sorry. <laughs> but it does kind of look badass. Yeah. So maybe it's a, you're welcome. There you Marisa. go. So, but yeah. Long story short, I think he can be a good major leaguer. Yeah. That's great. All right, we got one more fan question. Okay. And this is more of uh, an idea. Okay? okay. You ready? I like ideas. Yeah. Utara asks, crazy idea alert. What would you say about MLB adopting a tier system like soccer where top three minor league teams switch places with bottom three MLB teams every year? This would keep teams like the A's from being content to suck every year. <laughs> um. So I I love this idea. It's just like not practical as it sits right now yeah. because what you would have to do is something like I don't know, you can't do it with minor league teams because yeah. then like let's say I the best minor league system right now is the 
um, Baltimore Orioles. So let's say the Orioles have the best AAA team and they end up getting promoted and the A's get relegated. So then you have, you could have like the Orioles AAA team playing the Orioles big league team. Like, well, the more you talk about it, that sounds kind of exciting, but it's not practical. I, I would like it. And it would keep teams like having a relegation system where yeah. the, the bottom two or three teams end up getting relegated and the top three teams get promoted to the big leagues. It would just get really tricky with, with players and you can't do it with minor leagues. That's the only problem because then, Oh, the Orioles triple a team is now in the big leagues and the Orioles need to play them. Then you just call up your, <laughs> you yeah, you're like, I, but we need yeah, this guy. Cause someone yeah. else just got injured. Yeah. yeah. So essentially what it would take is something like what soccer has where there's multiple leagues, yeah. right? And it's like a pyramid system. Use the premier league, for instance, where it's the top of this like pyramid, if you will. And there's other leagues below it. And if you're good enough, you can get your team into the premier league and they're different franchises and organization. I don't think you can do that in baseball, but I would love the idea. Yeah. That's a great idea. Yeah. Good idea. Guitar. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah. Um, before we finish up, little extra innings today, if you will. Um, Miguel Cabrera over the weekend had a walk-off hit for the Tigers, won them their third game in a row. But I just – I got to talk about Miggy, and it's really hard to watch him for me this year because I know it's his last year. And it's so sad because Miggy was such a big part of my childhood, became such a big part of my life when I was in the Tigers organization – and was always so kind, and we would sometimes hit with each other in the batting cages. And to know that this is his final year as one of the greatest to ever do it, and the last couple of years of his career haven't been the same Miggy, but to know this is his last year, a farewell tour of sorts, and he's able to do things like this, like he did the other day, the walk-off and the team's going crazy, the crowd was going nuts, and it won them their third game in a row. That was special, and I want more of that this year. Do I? One, Miggy, Miggy reached all of the milestones, the big milestones he's going to reach at the end of last year. So we're not going to see like a Pujols esque race to 700. No, Miggy's gotten to his milestones. So this last year, all you really want is for him to not be on a team that sucks and to enjoy his last year. So I selfishly want the Tigers to be good but also want them to be good for Miggy and for it to be an exciting last year and to see that walk off the other day and the smile on his face it was perfect it was great more of that please I see I never had to obviously a personal relationship with him but covering him for the 10 years when I was with the Angels everyone just loved him Pujols loved him Trout loved him he, oh, he had so much fun on the field all yep. the time. He's always smiling. He's always laughing. He brings a certain joy to the game that now we're seeing more with younger players. But ev everyone just has that special place in their heart for Mickey. So, again, to see that and to see his face yeah. and to have that moment and that joy, it's beautiful. Yeah, it yeah. really was. So that does it for this Tuesday episode of Flippin' Bats. But there is another one coming out in just a little while. There will be a bonus pod of this week and Shohei Otani news releasing today as well. So check that out when that comes out. Or if you're listening later on Tuesday, it's already out. Just go listen to that one now because this is it for this 
Tuesday episode of Flipping Bats. Thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. Make sure you like, subscribe anywhere you listen to your podcast, Apple, Spotify, wherever. We're also on all social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and you can watch every episode on YouTube as well at Flipping Bats Pod for all of them. That does it, my friends, for this episode of Flipping Bats. That does it. Until next time, peace.